Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. Welcome to La Liga Weekly. Nacho on toast, anyone? Or is that just Alex Vidal? So the mighty have fallen. Not just Real Madrid, Barcelona and Sevilla, but Bayern Munich, PSG Ajax and Raya Vallecano all lost this weekend. Although <laughs> some of those clubs did lose embarrassingly in the Champions League as well. But we'll gloss over that for now. Uh, Ronald Koeman has spoken with Joan Laporta and received clarity. Well, that would be a first. He's a lawyer, a politician <laughs> and a football club president. He's added a newspaper columnist and it's got the full set. And the Daily Express in Britain is claiming that Juan Leo is a candidate to take over from Koeman. But then the Daily Express also claims it's going to snow every day in July. So let's treat that one with a pinch of salt. Uh, different publications claim it'll be Antonio Conte, but that's not happening either because he wants to spend a billion at every club he goes to. And Barcelona's wage bill is roughly the same as a small corner shop. Uh, Koeman, at least, wasn't the first manager sacked in La Liga this season. Bad luck to Paco Lopez losing at Mallorca was the last straw for Levante. And in future, we will go to Pablo Maffeo for our sports news. Uh, Atletico Madrid, Osasuna and Athletic Club are the only top half sides who won in the most miserly rounds of La Liga fixtures, yet a less than glorious 14 goals from 10 games. Perhaps not surprising given that the Spanish national team goes into the Nation League finals this week with zero strikers. Now, all of you people who want goals, you're dinosaurs and you need to get with the times. Welcome to post-tiki-taka, post-goal football. <laughs> Don't tell Arno Danjuma. Ruining it. Ruining it. All <laughs> oh, right then. So, uh, right, give us a Patreon, everyone, will you? Because we've got 77 Patreons, I think, who, who, we, who we love. We need some more. No, that's, that's it. Because, you know, and then we then we then then Terry can um, go, in, go in a hotel where he's not bothered by saxophonists all, all day long. <laughs> right, where do we start? Well, Terry, we normally start. If, if there's a big club in a bit of a, a bit of a, trouble we have a couple of bad results we start there so where do we start i suppose we've got to start with a big game of the weekend haven't we because atletico for all of this i'm talking about you know big clubs lose atletico won in the champions league beat barcelona they're they're happy um misfiring players firing for them stark contrast with with barcelona who were who were ninth in la liga yeah, and, and looking at Atletico Madrid, I've been critical of the amount of games, the, the rotations that Simeone has made so far this season. It kind of looks like everybody's getting used to it and that there isn't going to be a strongest 11 for Atletico. You know, so when they, you look at it, we, we've, we've gone on, I've gone on quite a bit about the strength of their squad. And when you see the, the quality of players coming off the bench, you're seeing the quality of the players starting games and, and how they're playing. Luis Suarez looks better. And then he did three weeks ago, for instance, he looks sharper. Another example, possibly, of a player that we have come to know that gets better as the season does go on. There's probably a peak um, and then he drops off again, but he's looking back to his best. And they dismantled Barcelona. It looked like they had a real good plan as well. The goals are true quality. 
they come in a similar similar they're created in a similar area of the pitch by three the three same players Felix Lamar Suarez involved in the build-up for the first goal, for Lamar's goal. They're involved in the build-up for the second goal. They're obviously targeted Barcelona's right side of defence. So it, it just looks to me like there is a one at least one coach in La Liga does have a plan, although, in honesty, it was taking me and us a while to recognise that players at Atletico Madrid, there isn't going to be a strongest eleven. It's going to be... Horses for courses. It's going to be they're flexible with their tactics as well, which the players are more and more getting to grips with now. And they were just a complete class above Barcelona. I don't think Barcelona were rubbish. I don't think they were useless. But PK said after the game, we could have played another three hours and not scored. And that did appear to be the case. They were picked apart at times by Atletico Madrid and decisively as well. Um, and it was one group of players that knew what they were doing and a manager that clearly knows what he's doing against a group of players and a manager that don't really know what they're doing. Different formational setup from Barcelona again this time. It was a 4-2-3-1. Um, so that just goes to show then that, that, that you know, Koeman is, is switching things about. He's trying to come up with solutions. But at the same time, it's making the, the group of players look even more confused. I mean, that. The goals, the fullbacks are just missing. They've completely gone missing, particularly for the second one. And you've got Araujo goes into the right-back position. PK is 50 metres away from him on the other side of the pitch. And he can see what's going to happen. And he, he's got to decide whether to drift across and leave Suarez. And then by the time Suarez gets the ball, he's all the time in the world to pick his finish. And that just, it seemed to me that that was something that Simeone recognised that happens with Barcelona. Um, particularly down that side of the defence with Mingueza and Araujo playing together on that side. And they set about a plan that, that would isolate that side of the pitch with those three players, and it worked to perfection. Um, it's but more and more I look at it now, Barcelona, I'm sorry for rambling on, they need a really, really good coach because they're not going to go out and buy new players. And they need a really good coach that, that has a, a formula to work with the players that they have got. So I think the coaching of these this group of players is more important than, you know, we, we look at the manager as a figurehead. But I think this, you know, managers sometimes, they, they kind of forget, they get wrapped up in everything. They, they're, their most important job is to actually coach, you know, and coach the players in, either as individuals, coach them as a unit, different units in the team. And really work hard on the training pitch and, and, you know, things. You can't just pick one system for one game, try another one for the next one, try different players, try, you know, this formation. We'll, we'll play three at the back, we'll go four at the back, we'll play three in midfield, we'll play four, two, three, one. It, it's, you, you can't keep doing that. So I think Barcelona now need to, to recognise that they need one of the best coaches around. Might not be the same as the, the best managers. The best managers will be, the big, the, the the big superstar managers, won't they? But really dig deep and look for someone who's got a really a good, really good reputation as a coach, because that's all they can do. They're not going to suddenly go out and start bringing in superstars again. And they have potential there with the young players, and they need a, a really, really top coach, a good top coach to, to bring out the best in them. Otherwise, we're just going to continue this getting beat by better teams without even being competitive now. People, that's why people mention Conte, because he's that, isn't he? But he's not going there, is he? He turned down Real Madrid because there no. wasn't enough money to spend. Um, so there's no way he's, he's going into that situation at Barcelona. That's the problem, isn't it? Because 
So yes. you need an up and coming coach because the, the obvious ones are, and it, 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 you know, you'd never dream of it. Rafa Benitez fits the bill that you're describing. Um, yep. And uh, I literally just forgot. Unai Emery uh, fit the bill. Yep. Tactical coaches who, 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 you know, don't necessarily play the most expansive football. It's, it's not kind of, it's, you know, fantasy football, is it? But they get, they get the teams playing in a certain way. That's the kind of thing that you're looking for, isn't it? Now, is that you know that kind of coach that you're looking for? Neither of those fit the bill. I, I, I guess because of their background, I take what you're saying, yeah. Because and because of the style of play, right. I think still the, the style of play still has to be Barcelona esque. You couldn't bring in someone like Unai Emery or Rafa Benitez and let them coach the way they do. I think it has to be has to be a marriage of someone that could coach Barcelona in the way they normally play, they have traditionally played, and at the same time coached them better than what we're seeing from Ronald Koeman. Mm-hmm. Um, it just looks it looks pitiful at the moment, doesn't it? They're, they're not looking like scoring goals, and they're, they're getting ripped apart by teams quite easily now. And teams, you know, they, they watch film. Simeone would have watched a lot of footage of Barcelona this season and where he thought he could, you know, take them apart. And that's exactly where Atletico did so. Other teams will be, will be doing that as well now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, you know, they can't just suddenly go out and buy players. I don't agree with team selections from Ronald Koeman. He's a manager that likes to give young players opportunities. But those that, that's another example of what, why a good coach is needed to continue coaching and improving those young players. So that's one side of being the coach, you know, improving individuals. The other side, of course, is gelling everybody together and having a system of play that everybody understands that is traditional to, to Barcelona. So... It might not be a massive name. Um, it'd be interesting to see if anybody thought had any thoughts on mm. the snow and, and who, who is it out there that possibly could be that. I, I would suggest a younger coach um, because I think it would fit the narrative at the moment as opposed to someone coming in who wants authority and wants power and wants money to spend. So, so it'd be interesting. If you wanted to, if Patreons, you can message us through Patreon because you're special. Uh, everybody else, you can use Twitter, uh, which is at, uh, what's our Twitter, at Driscoll FC, uh, at Terry Gibson 88 and at La Liga underscore weekly. There we are. So if you want to chuck some names at us, um, yeah, uh, uh, create it. Well, whatever you... Would Diego yeah. Martinez, would he be... Would he be... Would he go? Would appealing. Yeah. I mean, I, that, from my opinion, that was a manager at Granada that had... Oh, Diego Martinez, sorry, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's Roberto Martinez. Flexible tactics. Yeah. So with Granada, they were successful, and you didn't really know whether they were going to play a back four or a three at the back. But whatever it was, worked. And he did appear to me to be a coach that was, his main attribute was being a good coach. I mean, it's hard to tell. We don't see him on the training pitch, but you can kind of get an, an opinion from watching the team, how they play, looking at whether players understand their role in the team, which might change um, from week to week on two or three different styles of play. So it'd be interesting. I, I think something like that, you know, a, a, it won't be a world superstar manager. Um, that's just not going to happen. Maybe Chavi. We don't know. I'm confused to his, if it was going to be Chavi, why hasn't it happened? Um, so there must be something there that's stopping that from happening. So they're, they're going to have to look further afield. And the fact that clarity with Koeman is that he's staying, it clearly is because they have obviously haven't got anyone else to to do the job. Um, whether it's financial restrictions, I'm 
I don't think it is that. Um, but clearly they, they can't find an appointment. So why would you sack Goomer and just let things drift along until someone they find someone? So it's a tough situation for Barcelona. It's the, well, would, I mean, I've seen Henrik Larsson linked with it, who's on the coaching staff. Would you even go that far and just get rid of it? No, I think it's, it does need someone. It yeah. does need someone in charge. I think, it, it, especially if Kuman was to leave and Henrik Larsson take over, then it, you're kind of just doing the same thing, really. Um, sometimes when a manager leaves and one of the assistants, one of the coaches take over, you don't get an awful lot of change. Um, so I, no, I don't, I don't think. I, I think it needs to go someone who's got experience at least. And does it you know, need to be? How big a name do you need to be? I know in a in a sort of pure football world, Diego Martinez could manage a team like Barcelona. But could Diego Martinez would he be acceptable at a club like Barcelona, a club of the size of Barcelona, the magnitude, the the media, the millions of fans around the world? Would they accept a guy? who, frankly, lots of them wouldn't have heard of. It, well, I think we saw that possibly, no, because of what Kike said. We thought was a good coach, be a good fit for Barcelona, but the name, the profile, just wasn't big enough. Perhaps the, the, the situation has changed because Kike said him was in charge. There were bigger names, more senior players at Barcelona than what are there now. So... I think that was one of the problems. Perhaps he, you know, just didn't take to him because they didn't think he was a big enough name, high profile, high profile manager. But that can't be said of the, the current group of players. They're not, you know, the same high profile, same players with that, you know, the experience that the players had when Kike Setin took over. So it'd be interesting. I mean, it's it's clearly an issue for Barcelona to resolve, and and they're struggling to do so at the moment. Uh, right. Let's. Go to Real Madrid, then, shall we? Uh, and it's two defeats in, in back-to-back, Terry. So we had a chat with the Patreons the other day about Sheriff, and we thought, you know, don't panic. You know, Sheriff scored a brilliant goal. Uh, the keeper made a lot of saves, etc. But then they followed that with defeat against Espanyol. Goals from uh, Raul de Tomas, uh, Alex Vidal. Alex Vidal, the reference to Nacho on toast, was the, the, the nutmeg. Uh, and then Benzema got one back. Alex Vidal's goal, Terry. I'm sorry to be a, a curmudgeon here. Uh, everyone got very excited about it. He ran in a straight line. <laughs> Nacho ran over the ball. <laughs> he always nutmegged himself. Uh, and then he ran in a straight line and scored a goal, Alex Vidal. Um, I think, you know, we've discussed Real Madrid's defensive situation before. And where are we now? Early October. And I'm no clearer as to, as to how, how, how their defence is going to work. Well, you, you see it at the weekend, David Alaba went back to left back, Lucas Vasquez at right back, Militao and Nacho at centre half. It's chopping and changing all the time. And I, I, I will reiterate what I've said in the past so far this season. He hasn't had his best defence available yet. Probably nowhere near it, to be honest. I think Mondi is the best left back. He has, hasn't played at all. Carvajal, that's an issue with Carvajal. I've, I've said on the podcast before that he's a fantastic player. I don't think Real Madrid could do any better in terms of a right back. But in the last year or so, he's been missing so much that it's become an issue that there isn't an obvious cover plot, you know, for him. So if you had Carvajal Monday and then probably Militao and Alaba playing together on a regular basis, then I think Real Madrid will improve. I think that, that, that would be clear. It's always going to be tough losing Ramos and Varane in the same window. 
So it, it's something that, but Ancelotti hasn't been able to get his teeth stuck into it yet because he hasn't had all those players available. Even Marcelo hasn't been available much. Who would play as a left back as well? So it's it has been tough on him from those perspectives. I'm disappointed with Real Madrid at the weekend because I thought there would be a better reaction after losing to Sheriff, and there was complacency in his performance. And I didn't. I have to be honest. I didn't see this result coming because I I, I didn't think Espanyol could play as well as they did. But they've shown improvement lately. Um, Vidal's goal was good. The first goal was good. He made that as well for Ralph de Thomas. Who, and clearly, <coughs> excuse me, clearly that's why Espanyol were doing better because he's back amongst the goals. It was an attacking lineup from Espanyol as well. It, I thought it was one that was courageous, to be honest. When you look at, uh, I look at the back four from Vicente Moreno, yeah, as you'd expect. And then you've got Katie Bear playing as a holding midfield player. And then every player, but a Ahead of him there is attacking Vidal, Melendo, Sergi Dardo, who was fantastic, Adrian Barber, and then Raul de Thomas. So that's five really good attacking players. And you're picking them then to take on Real Madrid. So Moreno clearly thought it was a good time to play Real Madrid, perhaps with some of their best defenders missing on the back of that defeat midweek. And he, instead of being apprehensive, he went for it and they deserved the win in the end. Real Madrid unlucky towards the end, but the two goals were disallowed, um, rightly for offside. Um, and it just looked like towards the end of the game, and, I mean, Benzema scores with 71st minute and then you look at it and you think, they almost assumed, oh, this is another comeback. You know, we'll, this is our, we'll, we'll, we'll score, we'll probably still win yeah. until the, you know, the clock was running down and Espanyol were fighting like, like Tigers and, and Held on. Yeah, an element of complacency about it, wasn't there? Which is which is odd, given that they'd lost to Sheriff Tiraspol a few days earlier. Yeah. And then go and repeat the trick again. But that's 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 almost a Real Madrid problem, isn't it? That uh, that repeats that successive yeah. coaches have, have struggled with. And it's it, what it does do with, with Atletico beating Barcelona. It kind of keeps Barcelona in the hum, believe it or not. It, it, they've got a game in hand and. We can joke about their position at the moment in the league. And it, it's, it should allow teams like Sevilla, um, Raul Sossi, that VRL are improving. There are one or two others that you think, well, you know, Real Madrid are going to be this complacent and inconsistent. And, you know, if, if Barcelona are not going to be as good as they once were, there, there should be an opportunity this year for a genuine outsider when I say outside, outside of the three that normally win it, um, to really challenge this season. Well, Sosti, what they're doing is remarkable. So many players missing through injury, but sticking in there. Um, so it's it's making for an interesting title race. Right, let's take a quick break, shall we? Patreons get this uh, advert free, by the way, but they do pay. So ultimately, there's no, 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 no such thing as a free lunch. So you either listen I to should the open the door and perhaps yeah. have uh, some background music as well for this break that the Patreons get. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so uh, podcast <laughs> listeners, uh, enjoy your adverts. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. 
LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, welcome back. Hopefully you enjoyed your adverts, everybody. Um, in the old radio world, you were never allowed to refer to the adverts. They just like appeared and then just and then they then they disappeared as as, as you know we all pretended they didn't happen, but uh, obviously. And then everyone else gets shouted at for three minutes by some bloke at, you know, on about a local car sales route or something. Uh, I tell you what, Terry, it was good to uh, good to see the, the crowds back, wasn't it? At uh, you know, full crowds at some of the games um, this weekend. Didn't exactly uh, lead to an avalanche of goals. It must be said. As I referred to at the at the beginning, where, where it's a bit of a problem. Where, where have all the goals gone? What's what, what's happening? One point eight three goals per game in La Liga so far this season. It's down. I've got the stats on this because so the sixteen seventeen season, it was two point nine four goals per game. So that was that was quite that was quite generous. That was a good season. Yeah, it's declined gradually, but down to two point five one last year. But one point eight three this. I mean, it'll go up. But, that's a bit. That's a bit mean. We hope. Yeah. Yeah, we have said this for a few weeks now, and, and we are getting, an, on average, about twenty minutes added on time now every game as well. In a, a further attempt to try and get some more goals. I mean, you see, in eight minutes is you know quite a regular occurrence now, at the end of the game added on time. So I think the, the La Liga recognised there was an issue with the amount of playing time, so that's been addressed, and we still. And not getting the goals, and it's hard at this stage of the season to put your finger on it exactly. But do see chances missed that players should score, so we could perhaps say the quality is lacking in the final third. We could argue as well that maybe the defences are better. We could argue as well that there's no doubt the league is more competitive, hunted than, than what it used to be. So the days of Real Madrid and Barcelona, in particular, wrapping up five or six goals in a game that added to those totals in terms of the average. But the highest goal scoring game this week was a Ramdrick at 2-1. Three goals in that match. That was the highest scoring match. Um, and I, I must admit, I didn't realise it. Watching it over the weekend and the, the games coming in, you write down the scores and it wasn't until you said it. And I looked at the whole scoring list and yeah, it does need, we do desperately need some, some goals, particularly when I'm working on La Liga TV. And it's a, a 12-hour stint and you've got four games and two of them are nil-nil and the other two are one-nil and you're there, you're there talking, they're hanging, hanging by a thread on a 12-hour shift and you're talking about two goals in four matches. It's a killer. Um, so the, the Spain national team squad as well, before we get on to the rest of La Liga, again, doesn't, doesn't pick a striker in it. So Gabby's got a call-up. Uh, and Jeremy Pino, Jeremy Pino is 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 there, but um, yeah. literally not a striker in the squad. No, literally, it's the the, the attacking players listed are Ayazabal. I guess he can play centre forward on a false nine. Jeremy Pino, who's a winger, um, Sarabia, who I still think is a midfield player. Yeah, he's listed as one of the four strikers, uh, and Ferran Torres, who's making his way, you know, at times playing in a more central role for for City. Um, Maratta is injured, Jeremy Moreno is injured, um, so that does leave out the two obvious ones to pick. But it would be interesting to see. They play Italy, and they played without a striker, and Maratta came off the bench and did well when he played in the European Championship semi-final. So I, I imagine there's going to be a similar 
you know, set up from Luis Enrique on, on this occasion for that game. It's interesting, much. We'll go into more detail if he plays that system. I've actually worked out what it is, the false nine, um, or how Spain use it. And it's it's quite interesting, actually. We do, there is someone, it's two, in short, it's two strikers playing in wider positions. That's what it is. Right. So they stay high up the pitch, but they play as inside forwards. So they're not wingers. Uh, they're not playing down the middle. They play in between the centre-backs and the full-backs, in a, if it's a back four, and they stay up the pitch. So if you was to play a 4-3-3, you, you would ask your wingers to drop back. When you play the false nine, it's not really a false nine. It's it's, it's two up there. And then you might have a, an attacking midfield break, break in from deep that plays in the more central role. So it's quite an interesting ploy. It's, it's so someone like Oyazabu is perfect for that position. Who can play wide, can play central, but to play him in between the centre back and the full back with no responsibility in terms of tracking back, just pressing and closing down high up the pitch. So I, I imagine that's what it's going to be. And, and you could have Ferran Torres doing that as well. You could have Ferran Torres or Yazabal playing as. We would probably call them false nine because a lot of people think they play wide and there's no one playing centre forward and you've got that deep runner, but it's not. They actually play two strikers, but further apart than what they would normally do, not in wide positions. So be interesting to see what he does against yeah. Italy. So it's against Italy on Wednesday night, Nations League semi-final. Finals are Sunday, final in the third place. Uh, should be a good game, shouldn't they? Um, right. Well, as you mentioned, Oya Tharbal, he, he got Real Sociedad a point away to Hetafe, their first point of the season. Hetafe Terry at last after seven defeats. Um, so Mitchell safe for now. Real Sociedad missing an opportunity, but as 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 I say, let's let's not be harsh on them given you know the, the resources available and where they are in the league. Yeah, and it's I mean I saw the game and the, and the crowd were getting on the back of Mitchell. They called him for him to go. Um, Sandro gave him the lead slightly against the run of play. Um, and a good finish. Classic situation for Sandro. He's got pace. Not always the best finisher. Um, but to continue to give him chances on, in front of the goal where he can run into that space behind is, is the way forward for Hatafe. So it's it's tough. I mean, you look at the league table, their first, first point, it's extraordinary um, to think that, you know, a team that perhaps not so much last season, but the season before, you know, we're... we're but we're really good and still with so many of the same players. So it's a, it was a much needed point, possibly just enough. I'm not sure if I'm being honest to keep Michel in the job um, because of the international break. I think it's something that Hatafe are going to have to think about because their progress in recent years has been good and they won't want to lose it without possibly making the change. Be cool. Stick with him or, you know, or let him go and bring someone else in and perhaps abandon the idea of a more expansive type of game in order maybe just to survive another season in La Liga. It's difficult that though, isn't it? Because you end up just swinging between different styles of club building, don't you? That's that's It's difficult for a club. Sometimes where a club goes into decline, isn't it, is where they react to one manager by appointing a very different kind of manager. And you, can't, yeah. you just can't get your club built properly and you and your squad built properly over over a number of years exactly um, uh, so Sofia uh, lost as well so you know their first defeat of the season 
uh, which was the first win of the. Is it first? Yeah, it was the first win for Granada. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, first win. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Ruben Rochina. We, we, he doesn't score many goals, Ruben Rochina, does he? Yeah, but the no. ones he scores are, are often like this: a good long range, those long range, low dipping kind of shots. Diego Carlos sent off uh, late on. Um, I mean, you've discussed your frustrations with Sevilla before, Terry. And the crucial thing: he only scored ten goals this season. Yep, and and it, it, this was an ideal opportunity. I mean, they're not out of anything by any means, and it is a blow to. But you, you just felt with Real Madrid losing, um, and to go winning, of course, Barcelona losing. There was a real good opportunity for Sevilla, and I still think there is. Um, but uh, to me, it's just the same old problem. They 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 play well, play well in games, but they don't have enough attempts on goal. Um, you're right about Rochina. I think he's a really interesting player, Ruben Rochina, because. Of, I know he, he had a spell in England. He, he, I don't know how well it went. I don't think it was a massive success. I think, certainly don't think it was a failure. But when I, when I, since he's been back in, in the league, I think he's always been a really good player. And you're right about the quality of goals that he does score. Technically, a really good player. A much needed win for Granada, but that is a blow for Severe. And, and they've stumbled a li- little bit, but they're still intact. In I mean, if they win their game in hand, which is against Barcelona, um, they will go level with the, the, the teams above them. Um, so they're still very much in the hunt. But they need to, as you said, they need to address the goal-scoring issue. Um, uh, players do need to do better as well. It's not just all about the centre-forwards. No, they've got two. Um, a campus needs to get amongst the goals again. Do you remember when he first came to Sevilla? He was a regular contributor to, to scoring goals. Players like Suso and people like that, you know, midfield players don't get many goals either. Rakitic is the exemption, but he gets, he takes penalties. So it's not just about the the, the two strikers um, and the service they get. I think other players at Sevilla do need to weigh in. And that maybe comes from the, the coach taking the brakes off of it. You know, he's so, his team are so well organised, well coached, but so structured that they don't ever break free from that structure of Lopetegui's style of play until, you know, they're desperately searching for an equaliser and then they might throw a few things extra on. But I think they need to approach the games a bit more with a, a little bit more daring than what we see from Sevilla so far this season. Three goals conceded, Terry, by Sevilla in seven games. Exactly the same defensive record as Villarreal. Three goals conceded in their seven games. They're unbeaten still, uh, Villarreal. The only unbeaten team in La Liga they're in the bottom half of the table. Um, yeah. Which is extraordinary. Yeah. But they, yeah. they did play some good football against Betis. I think it was better, wasn't it? And Dan, uh, Arno Danjuma. Yes. We've had a look at Andy West on, on the commentary is calling under uh, Arno Danjuma, which is possible, could be right because he's Dutch, isn't it? You know, Dan Danjuma. But we, when he was in England, we called him Danjuma, but we could be wrong. Uh, we'll have to ask him one of these days would be the simple solution, wouldn't it? But um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's been sensational, hasn't he? And when they play well, Villarreal are really good. A really good team to watch. Way and and it's great to see them bounce back as well after this point in defeat against Manchester United, but they deserve something from the game. To lose as late as they did could have had a, a, a reflection on the game at the weekend against a team, Betis, that are playing well. But Villarreal were, were handsome winners in this game. And then Juma, those, these two goals were taken sensationally well. And the, the build-up was classic Villarreal as well. So... Yeah, it's early stages. They've got a game in hand as well. If they were to win theirs, they could possibly go top four. So it would be fun, actually, to see them closer to that group at the top and 
is it out of the question when I was talking earlier about a team that, that possibly could challenge, genuinely challenge, you know, the, the status quo of the two Madrids and Barcelona? Um, we all think it will be severe. Raul Sociedad are having a good go. Why not Villarreal? I mean, out the other teams, I don't think we're going to seriously consider Osasuna and Rai Vallecano's contenders. Athletic Club, another team that don't score enough goals, which we're saying about far too many teams this season. Valencia, it's too, that's, that gap is too big, isn't it, at the moment to, to bridge between what they did last season and, and doing better this season, but they're not going to. So Villarreal are the, the, the obvious ones, aren't they? And if they were three points better off, if they played the game in hand and won that, then we probably would be putting them in that conversation. So it's time will tell. Yeah, I think the Villarreal are the, in the top five, six teams in La Liga and their league position doesn't reflect where they should be. We know their problem has been drawing too many games. Uh, right. So uh, losing too many games has been Levante's problem. They lost three in a row, haven't won a game so far this season, and they need uh, a new coach because they sacked Paco uh, Lopez, beaten one nil. Actually, if you saw this, it's, it's, I don't know if you saw the, the goal. The Baba, Baba, this huge leap with the only goal. He's crazy with the only goal. I think it's been changed uh, to an Anne Hill goal. Uh, I'm teammate. confused. Yeah, but that. His teammate <laughs> Anne Hill jumps in front of him, doesn't he? And it deflects off Anne Hill and goes in. So whether they've had a good look at it and looked at the angle of Baba's header and it was going wide until it came off. Um, so all that huge leap and the big celebration and the well, my first goal in 100 games and the interview and, his, and the somersault and all of that. And then there's, and there's someone... So, actually, it's not yours. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, bad luck, Baba. Uh, and well, but more, more importantly, of course, uh, Paco, Paco Lopez. The reference at the beginning was that Pablo Maffeo, uh, there was a big scrap in the tunnel, Terry, wasn't there? And uh, it, yeah. apparently Pablo Maffeo said, well, you're only in for two, two more days, mate. So, uh, <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, Shut up. Yeah. You've only got two days left. Was the actual yeah. quote? <laughs> yeah, uh, and he was right. It, it turns yeah. out. <laughs> uh, probably, I mean, it was eight games at the end of last season they didn't win, and eight this season, so sixteen matches without a win. And he's been terrific for Levante. Yeah, he really has helped that club, the club, not just the team, make progress. So it's a shame to to see him go. But that type of run, we joked about Levante. I've I've always I respect what he did at Levante enormously. But they last season we accused them of knocking off because it, they you know, putting their flip flops on early, and they were going on their holidays because they were safe from relegation. But it, it just goes to show how hard it is to turn that slide around. It kind of remember, reminds me of Las Palmas. Do you remember they did it under Kike Setien? Yeah, yeah, brilliant for the first half of the season. Everybody wanted to watch Las Palmas. Then all of a sudden they went into free fall, but they were safe. They weren't going to go down. Then the following season, the same thing. They had the same form and eventually he left the club and they got relegated. And I, I guess, look, you know, Levante, the, the powers that be, will look at it and think 16 games. I know it's spread over two seasons. That is a long time. And it, it, was, it was a shame to see him react the way he did. It showed a manager that was obviously under intense pressure. He knows to keep his job. Shouldn't have got involved in the way he did. I think it led to him being sent off. It just showed the manager on the, you know, stressed. But you do react, you know, in a way you don't normally do. We've not seen that before from him. Morales missed the penalty late on as well, which in the 85th minute. <clears throat> and you could see the dejection on Morales' face, but he probably knew the consequences, not only for him missing the penalty and Levante not picking up a point, but he probably knew when he missed that penalty, it was probably the, the, the final straw for his, his manager. 
Um, and the pair of those have worked well together, haven't they? Morales and Paco Lopez, they've been, been really good in La Liga. So it's a shame to see him go. Hopefully he gets another opportunity elsewhere after a little break and we can see his style of play, which was, it was, it, it was good for the La Liga. Yeah, not allowed to have a Barcelona job, is he? If they if they sack him, because he he can't. That's that <laughs> law, still a law, isn't it? Still a rule, isn't yeah. it? In Spain that he can't I take think another so. job. That, yeah, yeah. Yep. Weird, weird law that one. Um, yeah. uh, listeners, I would like to apologise for Terry Gibson blithely dismissing Osasuna and Raya Vallecano's title credentials uh, <laughs> earlier in this podcast. They are in fact Terry fifth and sixth in yeah. La Liga with a, after a ninety first minute diving header from Manu Sanchez uh, to win. Uh, the battle for two two teams punching above their weight. I think it's it's fair to say, and good to see. Always good to see. And I, I don't think Osasuna have got any relegation issues. I didn't think that would before the season started. But for Rio in particular, I know they, they they lost in this game, but their points total at this stage of the season is is tremendous. And they will be looking to make hay while the sun shines. The confidence is good. Not a lot of chances in this game. If I'm being perfectly honest, which is continuing with our theme. Um, and Manu Sanchez is a left back, but was pushed into a more advanced position. Not one I would imagine that he was going to be scoring with a diving header in the middle of the CGR box. But I think he was pushed forward into a more advanced left midfield position as opposed to left back. Um, but it was a really good, really good goal, good header, and an important three points for us. So, you know, you know I, I don't think they'll even be looking at thinking we, we need these points to be make sure we're safe. I think they're looking to finish top half and I think they have every chance of doing that also sooner. I think we should uh, exempt, I know Rayo didn't score in this game, we should exempt them from the, the, the goal scoring Malays. Second top scorer is Terry in La Liga, even without scoring yeah. this, this weekend. They've got 13. Uh, Real Madrid are the runaway, I mean, runaway top scorers. Even Again, only got one this weekend, but they've got 22. Atleti, Real Sociedad, Osasuna. Barcelona, Betis all have eleven, and then so Valencia are third with twelve, and Real Vallecano second with thirteen. It's you know it's, uh, it's not just the big teams not banging in the goals, is it? Or, or to be, you know, as I say, Real Madrid are doing their bit. It's not just that Real Madrid Barca, are the exception, aren't they? Yeah, it's not just that Barca aren't scoring goals, but there's a you know a, a goals a lack of goals amongst the the Champions League contending teams as well. Exactly. Yeah, uh, right. Let's let's just round up the rest uh, quickly. So Athletic. Um, Got a got a win. Uh, One nil. Yeah, funnily <laughs> enough. Yeah, uh, and again, actually, two penalty saves didn't exactly help the goals tally this weekend, did it? But so Pacheco saved from Real Garcia, but then he did also get the winner. Uh, Alaves uh, are in trouble as well, still, aren't they? Second bottom. They're better in this. They are getting better though. Right. I, I, I totally wrote them off first few games of the season, but the last few weeks there's been a slight improvement. They looked more solid defensively. And, and you know, I don't think they're as bad as I initially thought. So, I'm not saying they're great and they're good. And they're going to qualify for Europe. They're going to be in a relegation battle. But I, I see them having a better chance of staying up now than what I did a month ago. Can't hear you, John. Right. OK, there we are. I've muted myself. That was exciting, wasn't it? So, uh, right, OK. <laughs> I'm trying to lip read. And I thought you had your hand over your mouth. So I couldn't see you. That made things as well. The builder started up next door, so I muted myself. Full Thomas Tuchel. You were yeah. going full Thomas Tuchel on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, anyway. Uh, basically, uh, yeah. <clears throat> Say something about El Chase. It, it was a preamble to that. Oh, Benedetto's first goal. Yeah, and their first it, it, it was a decent win, 
Um, Celta just can't get going just when you think they're improving. They, they lose it in a game like this. Benedetto took his goal. Well, Fidel with a good assist. Elche going to be okay, I think, this season as well. I've said that now. So that's you know not going to be, I hope, a curse on them. But I think they've got too many good attacking players. And no, I think they're a half-decent team. So not a disastrous result for Celta. But games like that, they should be hopefully getting points in to push them up the table. But Elche will be looking at that against a, a team that's going to be in the same sort of fight as them. Um, and an important three points for Elche. I didn't watch Cadiz nil Valencia nil Terry, and I've got to say I'm I'm not going to go back. I'm not going to go back. I'm struggling to find that enthusiasm um, to perhaps in the winter when there's not a lot else to do and it's pouring down with rain. But I must admit, sitting on the beach and I'm sitting in, in on the pool in Tenerife um, in glorious sunshine, as opposed to going back to the room and trying to find Cadiz and Valencia on a live stream somewhere. Um, it was uh, quite, quite frankly an easy choice to make. Nil yeah. nil, yeah, not a lot else going on in that game. The highlight, I did see the highlight posted, and it was a, a long range attempt and a half decent save from Ledesma. That was the, the highlight, and I think that was from La Liga English, where that, that was sort of being even they were being sarcastic about the game as well. Yeah, because it had 32. A sense of possession. It's a, it's, a, it's a very high amount of possession. For them, you know what it? to do with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, right, I think we'll leave it there, Terry. So safe journey back from Tenerife. And we'll be back with the, the Patreon. So if you want to join in Patreons, it's patreon.com slash LTEL. And you go on there and you can join in from a relatively small amount of money. Pay us more if you want to, which would be nice. Um, yeah, so safe journey back. Uh, enjoy. We'll, we'll have a good look at uh, how Luis Enrique sets up on, on Wednesday night. And then we'll be... Uh, doing some Patreon-only stuff as well in the in the next week or so. So we'll see you for that, everybody. It's a Patreon. We'll see everybody else when La Liga picks up again. Um, those teams that can be bothered <laughs> in, in a couple of weeks, and we'll see you for that. Yeah, Bye. Yeah.